In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Few things are more powerful than the prayers of a loving mother. Few things in this world are more powerful than the prayers of a loving mother. I came across a book about someone named Brian Clay. You may know who he is. Back in 2008 in Beijing, billions of people actually watched him because he won the decathlon in Beijing that year. Four years earlier, he won the silver medal uh, in the decathlon. The reason his uh, story is important is told by the title of the book, Redemption, A Rebellious Spirit, A Praying Mother, and the Unlikely Path to Olympic Gold. Well, you probably already know how this story's gonna go. Brian Clay did not have a great interest in academics. He got onto the wrong path, hanging out with the wrong type of friends, gangs and drugs and all sorts of things. But he had a mother. He had a praying mother that prayed for him for years and years because she knew that her son had potential as a human being, but also as a world-class athlete. Of course, the redemption came when he came to Christ. It totally transformed his life. He went on a whole new path and was able to go through a course of discipline that allowed him to train and win the gold medal. Isn't that a wonderful, beautiful thing? There's another story in Christian history about the prayers of a mother, Monica, who is the mother of one of the most famous and influential Christians in our history, St. Augustine. Monica prayed for her son for years and years that she would come to know Christ that he would leave the pagan festivals and all of the running around and all of the parties and the whole pagan festival scene. And those mother's prayers finally prevailed. And Augustine came into Christ and the rest is history. You can read about it. This is what Abraham Lincoln says. I remember my mother's prayers and they have always followed me. They have clung to me all my life. Well, perhaps the only thing more powerful than the prayers of a loving mother is the prayer of Jesus himself. In today's gospel, on the Last Supper, as he's surrounded with his disciples, Jesus is praying. He's praying for his disciples, and he's actually praying for you and me. In this prayer, Jesus mentions uh, uh, that he wants to bless those who believe after the disciples. And that's, that's us. We are here because the disciples told people about the good news, about the goodness of God in Christ, and then the next generation told another group of people, and it has spread from generation to generation all across the globe. So Jesus was in fact praying for us at the Last Supper and his prayers are certainly effective. 
Jesus at the Last Supper is basically praying that the plan of God, the plan of the loving God to redeem and collect all of us into his fellowship would actually come about. George MacDonald says, communion with God is the one need of the soul beyond all other needs. Let me say that again. Communion with God is the one need of the soul beyond all other needs. And he continues, prayer is the beginning of that. George MacDonald is talking about our personal prayer and opening up our hearts to God in our own lives. But it could also be said that the prayer of Jesus that night before he died began this entire prayer of communion that we would each come to know and to live in God. Well, Jesus prays for his disciples. He prays for us and he prays for unity and he prays for love. But this is not just some sort of general unity and love. No, it is the prayer that God's plan would be executed and would continue forward. And that plan is, is that Jesus was sent to become human like us in order to reveal to us the heart of God, which is love. That he would teach, that he would live, he would die and then rise. And in fact, for our salvation, we have just celebrated the ascension of Jesus, where Jesus now is at the right hand of the Father, symbolic language for the position of power and glory. And he is actually interceding for us, each one of us personally, that we would become unified in God and God's love. Jesus has a lot of language that's hard to translate into English, but all of this language is basically saying this, that it's God's plan that he would gather all of us into his fellowship and friendship. St. Irenaeus had a great picture of the Holy Trinity. He said that the Holy Trinity is the Father who is always with his Son and his Spirit, who are gathering people into the fellowship of the Father. And that's what this passage is all about. That in Christ, we are coming into union and communion with God himself. That we are actually invited to enter into the love that exists within the Holy Trinity. The love that the Father loves the Son with and the Son returns that love. The love through which the Holy Spirit encircles and seals that love. So we are being invited. The good news is this. We are being invited into fellowship and love with God. When we make that invitation and draw into the very love of God, we also find out that we are in communion with one another. And so, as we are invited into this love, it is an invitation also to move outside of ourselves to the neighbor. And in fact, even to the world, because three times Jesus says that all of this is happening so that the world may know that the Father has sent the Son into the world for salvation. We all know that verse, God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever would believe in him would not perish, 
in death and sin, but would be believing and that we would enter into this eternal life that exists in God. And so that's what all of this language is about, that we would in fact enter the fellowship of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, to be friends with God himself. Peter uses this language. He says that each of us, the good news is this, each of us are called to actually become partakers in the divine nature that we would truly be in communion with God, that we would be filled with divine life and divine love. Well, someone named Gretchen Pritchard has these words for us. She said, children long to be included, to be mentioned, to be noticed. Being left out is a devastating experience to a child. Being forgotten or abandoned is what children fear more than anything else. Being known and loved, especially being known by name, being singled out as especially loved, precious, and special is every child's dearish wish. And listen to this. And however we disguise it and however we rename it, it is every adult's dearest wish as well. Isn't that true? Nobody wants to be left out. Well, this invitation of Jesus that the Father is drawing each of us into his love and fellowship leaves no one out. In fact, to escape the prayer of Jesus, the power of the prayer of Jesus, you have to work really hard. You have to work hard all of your life to make the prayer of Jesus not come true in your life. In fact, you have to work hard at it up until the day you die, and maybe even after you die, because we don't know exactly how all of this works. But no one is left out. All are called into this love and into this fellowship within the Holy Trinity itself. Well, as I said, this invitation to come into fellowship, to come into union and communion with God, to be in fellowship with one another, is also a call to move outside of ourselves and even into the world. So I just leave a few challenges before you today. When is the last time that you remember yourself praying for the salvation of someone else. When is the last time that we have prayed that someone would be drawn right here to St. Francis to enjoy the fellowship of God and the fellowship of one another that we enjoy? Maybe we have been taking this for granted. When is the last time we have prayed for people in the world to come to know the love and the grace of God, which is the good news? Mothers, do not start, stop praying for your children. Do not stop praying for this community. Do not stop praying for our entire city and the children of the whole world. But fathers, all of us men, we need to pray also. 
we need to join ourselves to the prayer of Jesus, the prayer of Jesus that his Father's will would be done, that no one would be left out, that all would be drawn into the love and the fellowship of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.